This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at messy.fm. Today on the podcast, I'm going to share a conversation I recently had with one of my really good friends, Tom Heron. Tom oversees the care ministry at New Spring Church in Anderson, South Carolina at their Anderson campus. As leaders, I think that effective communication is something we all care deeply about. Personally, I want to get better at this. When it comes to our conversation, Tom and I talk about capturing ideas with a preparation mindset and how to propel what transcends. We also talk about being in tune with the Holy Spirit and how to best steward conversations with others. If you've been following along or you're new to the Culture Bus Tools podcast, I release a new episode the first of every month. These are published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and even Google Play. If the podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with others. And if you haven't rated or reviewed the show, please consider doing that today. Okay, let's listen in as Tom and I discuss this topic of effective communication. Um, one thing to get started is is capturing those ideas, Chris, is super important. So, like, I've got a little note in my phone, just like a phone note that says sermon ideas, and it, it's um, having a quiet time, or and a lot of times those things are pre-prepared, so to speak, for the opportunities that come your way, because uh, we don't really have a, a lot to do with the opportunities that orchestrates those, and um, it's our responsibility to step into them and, and have faith and say yes when we know those are yeses and know when we know that we don't have the margin or, or they're not the right fits. So um, I just kind of bank sermons, ideas, uh, things God's teaching me. I think that that comes from a fresh revelation, if you will, um, day in, day out as you're spending time with him. He's going to give you some good things. And, and probably the best things uh, that I've communicated are, are, are overflow. And they're yeah. overflow of what God's been teaching me. And um, really the word, I think, is is the is the building block and, and the fundamental target place for those things to come from. And I think it's important for us to, to be accurate. I think it's important for us to learn how to be good communicators by being sharing stories. I mean, that's how Jesus taught. He taught hmm. primarily through um, storytelling. I think it's good for us to ask questions. Jesus was a great at, he would basically share truth, share a story and ask a question. If you look at his ministry through the gospels, it's all those things. So that's, that's really the front end preparation point is banking and capturing those stories and ideas and being rooted in God's word, then at that point, once the opportunity comes, that's when you begin to get specific in targeting what you want to craft into what you want to communicate into a certain target audience that you get an opportunity to speak to. So let me let me back up a little bit. So you actually prepare to have conversations with people before you've scheduled to have conversations with people. That's basically what you're saying in this little yeah, little sure. note that you have. So how did you begin to build that? I mean, what, what did that look like for you to start you doing? Share Why did my story and testimony. I think that's the primary building hmm. block of what you can communicate on a day in and day out basis. Because Revelation 12, 11 says that you can defeat the enemy by the blood of the lamb, which has already been taken care of and paid for us by Jesus on the cross in the words of your testimony. So, I mean, those are vital. Hmm. That's something you can communicate any day, any minute, when God gives you the opportunity and to hit that open door and open window with people. And then from there, it's it's what what's going to be most helpful to my audience. I want that one thing that I can center my talk, whether I get 30 seconds or if I get 30 minutes to talk to a group, what is going to be the most beneficial, helpful thing I can give them that will, will actually change their life. If I talk to them on a Monday... That talk is only as good as what's going to happen on Tuesday because as a result of hearing the things that I talk about. People, um, what I I want to deliver to someone 
by God's grace and God's strength, like it's not because I can make myself this world-class communicator. That's, that's not at all. By God's grace and God's strength, I want to craft something, some, some message like knowing within my time constraints and trying to know what my audience looks like and trying to get in their space and engage uh, who I'm speaking with that's going to affect their life, that's going to provoke yeah. life change. So yeah. I don't want to go and just give a good talk because that's 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 only making much of me. I want something that's going to propel and transcend and land that affects the, the way they live their life. So if I'm talking to a group like conversation about communication, I want them to be a more effective communicator to a certain extent based on what I delivered to them in that 30-minute window that I had. Yeah. So that's good. So for those people that might not have opportunities to talk in a bunch of diff- with a bunch of different people, like let's say you don't have a chance to really get in a room and you got 12 people at desks and you're, you're teaching them something, how, does, how do you take that same mindset in just the day-to-day conversations that you have? Something I say a lot, I don't know if I've coined it or if it's came from somewhere else, but preparation is a separation. So when you spend time with the Lord, each morning and, and really set a good tone and have a, a good morning with your family. By the time you come out and you get in contact with people, like my day-to-day life, I'm going to drop kids off at school in the morning. So I'm going to interface with other parents. I'm going to interface with other teachers. I'm going to interface with little kids. I spent some time with the little kids when I dropped miles off. And so what I'm going to give them is you wouldn't go on a trip, right? You wouldn't go on a trip with your tank was on empty. You're going to load up and fill up before you go. And, and so I'm not, the, the advocate, you have to spend time with Jesus in the morning. That's the only time to ever quiet. Not at all, but I am going to be prepared each day. And, and sometimes that's what he's given me, that very mm-hmm. much daily bread type thing through his word. And sometimes that's a compilation of things that he's given me over weeks, months, years of spending time with him to overflow so that you're ready in those specific scenarios where you encounter people and are communicating to them because you communicate all the time. Yeah. And you are communicating right now. That's right. That's right. What so else for, is there that you think about other than preparation and story? So I think like two things. One is, is a believer and someone that's maturing and trying to grow in my faith. I think it's just learning to be in tune. Um, Galatians 5, uh, it's basically the whole rest of the, of the verse 16 to 25. It ends in walking the step of the Spirit and keeping step of the Spirit. So I think day in, day out, it's an active walk and an active journey. And it's like the Lord might tell me to tell you something and tell somebody else something completely different. So I think we have to be tuned in with our ears and the, the primary perspectives that we have. And you can see this is an old Testament concept all the way to the new Testament is eyes, ears, and heart, eyes, ears, and heart. These are the filters in which we perceive the world in which we live. Hmm. So as I'm talking to a four year old kid, I might just a word of encouragement. There's this little girl um, in miles class each day. Miles is my four year old son. And um, every day she'll grab my hand as soon as I walk in the classroom and say, come here. <laughs> and for her, literally every single day, yeah. my, every day she grabs a little four-year-old girl and she'll show me like on this little sketchboard writing her letters. And, and for her, it's literally her grabbing my hand and me walking up and taking four minutes of my day communicates to her volumes. It communicates mm. that someone care. I can, I can get a little glimpse into her home life, not knowing her parents, not knowing the situation she comes from that she is very much desiring attention. And mm. I can get that because I'm listening with my eyes, ears, and heart of this little girl wants my attention every single day. And so that's a way to communicate to her. And in other realms of communication, I think that's, so that's kind of part A to your, your the question yeah. that you just asked. I, I want to be more specific. It's just learning to walk in, in step of the spirit. And part B is um, constantly trying to get better within the strengths God's given you. We all communicate in different ways. 
in communication. So um, my boss at the time, I remember, I think the, the front end of me becoming a better communicator was the end of 2009 going into 2010. Uh, my boss at that time was a guy named Trevor. I know him and love him. Good friend of this day. We still work together and serve together. And uh, he said, man, what do you want to work on this year? And, and I had been doing the welcomes at church that, that year. Um, we, in one of the venues that we meet at, you would like take a month of Sundays and do the welcome. And the welcome was never my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And I would say at that point in time, it was even debilitating. Like I would be standing, getting ready to come back out on stage and literally would be about sick to my stomach. Wow. And that whole month, it was, it was a September that year of 2009 going into 2010. And every Sunday, it would ruin my weekend. I hated it. It would, it would just produce angst that was crippling to me at that time. And when I told him, I said, man, 2010, I want to become a better communicator. I want to get more comfortable in that. I want to become more effective. I want to become to get better at that. And, and a friend of mine told me, a guy named Greg, I told him all the things I was experiencing. And this is a guy that goes around the world and communicates for his job. He works with a, a local company here. He's their um, chief uh, technology officer, and he trains people. And he said, man, you've got to embrace the fact that physically, physiological, your body produces a, a result. It, it's going to get nervous. and You can either harness the energy and use it to produce energy to the, the audience that you're communicating to, or you can let it just eat you up in anxiety and make you ineffective and, and make it um, a burden for you to communicate. And so I'd say that journey has been started then. And for the last nine years, it's become, oh my gosh, like day in each and every single opportunity I get to communicate to this day, I want to get a little bit better at that, at that field. I want to get more effective because it's all about the Lord and his kingdom. And in that I want to be the best I can be um, through what he's given me. And so it's been a journey. Yeah. So you got preparation, you got story, you got step with the spirit. So I'm flowing with you, man. I, I like your rhythm yeah. here. Um, you know, uh, as I've noticed and listened to you talk, you know God's word. I mean, it just, you know, the Bible. And so you talk about eyes, ears, heart. How does like how does all that affect and come together? Because I mean, I think about the heart. The heart's deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? Declares the Lord. That's what it says in Jeremiah seventeen. So how do you filter that? I mean, is it heart, ears, eyes? Or I mean, like, how, to walk me through that. I mean, maybe you got what's your what's your process there? So four soils. I'm kind of turning there as we speak. So I'm, I'm there in Matthew thirteen now. Um, you see this interconnected tissue. Between uh, like, all like, the red letters that Jesus is, is laying out in, in your Bible, that's Matthew 13 about the four soils. And it's talked about what those four soils are. And then later on they're explained. And then there's this interconnected tissue here in Matthew 13, 16 and 17. It says, but blessed are your eyes for they see in your ears for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it and hear what you hear but did not hear it. And so like the, the seed, when, when you're looking at the four soils, this is kind of a, this is, this is a perfect example of what we're talking about here today. Like I had no idea. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to yeah. talk to Chris today and we're going to talk about communication. We're going to get, get to the four soils. Did not, this was not even on our radar, but if you look at that passage and you look at the soils, the, the dirt path, the rocky, the, um, the shallow, and then the 30, 60, 90, the 30, 60, 90, and that's, that's where we want to believe, live as believers, right? And that's, that's producing good fruit. Our mm-hmm. lives are effective. If, you, if you're looking at the span of a man's years, they're extremely fruitful and productive. It's our ability to interpret things through the sensory presenters that God's given us through our eyes. through, our, And it says it right there in verses 16 and 17, yeah. through our ears and through our heart. So, like, you're going to see things on a daily. I'm going to see that little four-year-old girl. I'm going to hear the heart 
cry of like, give me some attention. And then your heart's going to respond. Mm-hmm. And as you do that day in, day out, and you learn to walk with the spirit and keep in step with the spirit, you'll know with your eyes and with your ears through your heart's response to God's knocking on your heart through the obedience to the Holy spirit. Yes. That opportunity is for me. Yes. That's a, a, a realm I need to communicate in today, whether it be one-on-one with you and me speaking today, or whether it be to a large audience, God provides the platform and your readiness for it is your readiness in your heart to communicate the gospel. And so, man, Moses was, uh, you know, he was on the backside of the mountain for quite a while. Moses, before he delivered the mail, so to speak, he and his brother Aaron to Pharaoh, you know how old they were? They were old. 80 and 83. Yeah. So he was on the backside of the mountain in preparation for that. And I, that's something I told them. And that was kind of like when I was communicating to this group, I, it was a younger group. And when I was communicating to them, one of those moments where you're speaking, they go, oh, sometimes if you want those bright lights and you're not ready for it, you haven't been developed on the backside of the mountain, the bright lights will actually burn you up. Mm. And so, like, you know, you don't want to outpunt your coverage. God will give you the platform and step with where you yeah. are in your walk, man. Your readiness will come. So a lot of younger communicators, they want that scene. They want that influence. And, and to a certain extent, that's a godly ambition. But if I would have got even this this call right here, this talk right here 13 years ago, I would have had nothing to tell you anything at that time stored up. Yeah. And now I do only because God's been good and given me the opportunity to communicate for 13 straight years, day in, day out. Week in, week out. Yeah, that's good, Tom. I like all these things. I love it. Story, preparation, story, in step with the spirit. Let's um, wrap this yeah, up. Um, what is a practical thing that you think is yeah, that I mean, you would say, hey, here's one. If you did this one thing in the next 90 days, this could help you be a better communicator. Sure. I love that, Chris. So, depending on where you are in the spectrum, like I would say our, our communication spectrum, the audience that we're talking to today is going to entail from. It is crippling right now where I was in 2009. It's debilitating. Please, God, by, by your mercy, don't give me an opportunity to speak to anyone this week. Yeah, um, I see this sometimes when I ask people, like I, a lot of what I do, I get to do funerals, and maybe I get double booked or it's a day that I absolutely can't do, and I go speak to someone. Man, people go running for <laughs> running for the hills. They, yeah. they do not want that opportunity. So that's, that's going to be this end of the spectrum. Um, and if you're here, I would ask for that revelation from the Lord to step into – um, God, what would it look like? This is the practical side of this. What would it look like for me to communicate and it be a joy and not a burden, that, that it would be an opportunity and not obligatory? Mm-hmm. It's an ob- obligation of my job in ministry or yeah. in the business field, whoever's listening to this, as part of what I need to do. So to speak to them, I think a great practical next step would be, God, just free me. Give me freedom in this mm-hmm. area. God, what would it look like that I actually communicating to someone would transition from being a burden to a joy? What I can't dictate that next step on, on this talk right here, but asking the Lord, I can encourage someone to ask the Lord to seek it. What is blocking me? For me, it was just um, going back to that day in, in 2009, what, what I discovered through a journey of months. So this might be the front end of a month long journey was there was a lot of fear of man for me and a lot of unhealthy need for affirmation. Mm, and yeah. so just discovering those things was huge to propel me in my next journey as a communicator. And so, the other end of our spectrum, and, 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 and most people that are hearing this today are going to be in the middle. The other end is, I'm a, I'm a communicator. It's a joy for me to communicate. I want more opportunity, da 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 da, da. Um, and, and that's probably where I would I would land somewhere maybe in the middle towards this end, is to be prayerful about opportunities and capture the things that God's teaching you right now. Mm. Because oftentimes, it's going to be you having something to say that is going to precipitate the opportunity that comes your way. That's and great. so. 
here's the thing like what what is god teaching you right now where where are you banking it what are you stewarding that's in your hands the people that are in your lives who do you need to call and communicate something to what what small group of people need to hear a message that you have and be prayerful about bringing an opportunity so i think that would be this end of their spectrum and everyone in the middle can can flex one way or another from a practical standpoint as far as which way they need to go Man, I have a lot to learn in the area of effective communication. Like you, I'm daily interacting with so many different people. Personally, I want to be more strategic with those conversations. I really like what Tom said about preparation. In episode four, I shared a tool you can use to curate ideas around the servant's compass. That tool is similar to what Tom was describing. He just uses a notes app, but the principle is still the same. It just takes discipline to fill it out. Taking time to document biblical principles that I'm learning is just one of the many ways to demonstrate a preparation mindset. If I was to sit down with you and I was to ask you if you practice this discipline or something similar to this, what would you say? This discipline has helped me clarify so many things in my life. I also appreciated when Tom talked about learning to be in tune by being in step with the Holy Spirit. My daughter recently had a ballroom dance recital. This is her first year, so she's still learning how to be in step with the music and her partner. There were a couple of moments during the recital where my daughter and her partner, they fumbled a bit. But as a father, I couldn't help but see past all of that because they are new. Toward the end of the event, her teacher, who clearly could dance, partnered up with one of his students who had been in the program for several years, and they were so graceful, turning and moving in sync with one another. They were in step with one another. Reading God's word, the Bible every day, focusing on the very life of Jesus is how you practically tune yourself in and keep in step with the Holy Spirit. It's a graceful dance. You know, that concept, it reminds me of a passage in the New Testament. In John chapter 3, Jesus and his disciples traveled to the Judean countryside. Jesus was gaining notoriety, and John the Baptist's disciples were noticing that people were going to Jesus instead of John. John's disciples saw their ministry begin to dwindle. And when they approached John to share this concern, John described how much joy he had towards Jesus' success. He was in tune with what God was doing. In John 3.30, John said, He, meaning Jesus, must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. This competency of humbling oneself as John did towards Jesus brings you in step with what God is doing around you. You begin to see things the way God sees them, and you aren't distracted by this world. Your calling becomes clearer, your walk becomes stronger, and your craft becomes sharper. When people see your life, they see a compelling person. They move towards you and they begin to ask you to explain why you do the things that you do. This will be your moment to communicate what you know and more importantly, who you know. It will be your moment to gracefully share your life, your story and how God has impacted you. This is how you propel what transcends. God will use you to bless those around you and over time you become an influencer a blessing and a shade for people. You know, Tom mentioned towards the end of our conversation that a practical way to move towards effective communication is to assess yourself. So take some time this month to do that using the communication continuum. On a scale of one to 10, one being a burden and 10 being a blessing, when you communicate to others, where are you on the communication spectrum? 
What is blocking you from being an effective communicator to those around you? Maybe you take a couple of weeks to pray this simple prayer. Lord, what would it look like for me to communicate to others and I will be a blessing to them and not a burden to them? Will you please show me what that looks like? Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider rating and reviewing the show. See you next time on the Culture Bus Tools podcast.